Welcome to Chef's Table. I'm Jim Coleman. No matter what you do in life, there's always someone who pushes you to do a little better. Make your grasp exceed your reach. So here are some stories about culinary mentors that helped shape the day's chefs. Cookbook author James Peterson discovered his mentor, the late Richard Olney, when he read Simple French Food and determined to find him. I went to France. I moved to France. This was I was 25. And I hitchhiked to go see Richard Olney in, the, in, in <laughs> Provence. I, Did he know you were coming? I, he didn't or? know I was coming. I didn't know what the protocol was in those days. I just thought, well, you showed up. I didn't have a phone. In those days, you, a lot of Paris apartments didn't have phones. A phone was a, kind of a luxury. So anyway, I didn't think about you know, even sending him a note, which I should have. But anyway, I, I show up at his house. He was on a little hill, and I show up at the base of the hill at about 11 in the morning, and I can hear a typewriter, so I know I found him. <laughs> he, was, he was also the charge of the Time Life series. He was the, the head consultant on the Time Life series, so that's probably what he was working on. And I, I, I walk up the hill, and I get to the front of his house, and he, there's an arbor there, and he's sitting there, and he stands up, and he's stark naked. Oh, my gosh. And he, and he grabs, suspended from the trellis is this little Speedo bathing suit, which he slips on. And he says, allow me to receive you. <laughs> and from that moment on, we hit it off and we're, we, we spend the day. He, he invites me to stay for lunch. He was very gracious. And, and we drank wine and good things he had just in the refrigerator, like a 62 coute. You know, I remember these things that he just sort of had hanging around, <laughs> these wonderful things to drink. And... Um, he ended up not being my teacher, but he told me two restaurants where I should go to work to learn how to cook. How did he change your approach to food? Well, he broadened it. He, he, he made me, and one of the things he made me aware of were herbs. In the 1970s in America, we didn't have herbs. We had, the herbs we had were these dried powdered things that smelled like dust. We didn't have fresh. Now you can go to a supermarket, a regular corner supermarket and find fresh tarragon and fresh thyme and all these wonderful things that we just didn't have in those days. So he taught me about herbs. He taught me about vegetables. He taught me about the infinite complexity of French cooking. And what makes a good mentor? Well, I, I think somebody who can who can take information and package it in a way that makes it accessible in a new way. I think that that's that is part of what makes a mentor. I had another mentor when I ended up working in a restaurant in Paris. It was a three. It was one of the restaurants Richard only recommended that I work in. Started with a V. Yeah, it's called Viverois. It's right. no. It's no longer there. I'm probably because the chef who ran it was completely insane. <laughs> but um, he was a mentor just by being who he was. Just by I just watched him and how he cooked. And it infiltrated me somehow. And, and so he was a very powerful, uh, uh, Claude Perrault was his name. And he was a very powerful mentor for me also. It was Jonathan Waxman, one of the fathers of new American cuisine three decades ago, who took Food Network celebrity chef Bobby Flay from Thassa's Knife in the West to Real Southwest Flavors. The most important thing he taught me was to um, to really pay attention to what I was doing. That it wasn't just um, it wasn't just the motion of, of of chopping and sautéing and roasting, but it was you know you're chopping the mushrooms you know and sautéing the garlic and and <clears throat> and roasting the lamb and so that they all come out and make this one beautiful harmonious dish. I mean that's.